Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. How hello, are you, Travis Irvine? Hello, Ben. How are you? And I'm also hanging out with Fernando. Hola, Ben. Hola, Travis. Hello, oh, Fernando. And hello, Travis. Hope everyone is doing well out there. We have a bunch of stuff to get to today. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Israel and Palestine Massive changes happened over the past week. The overall conflict was 11 days. We're going to talk about the numbers. It's devastating. It's super sad. Netanyahu has said, and uh, I believe it to be true, that if Hamas breaks the ceasefire, there will be more blood spilled than ever before, which is just nasty and sad and gross, and our heart breaks for everyone suffering in that horrible conflict. So we will talk about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Pentagon and Pentagon spending. Fascinating story that Travis Irvine brought to our attention. The Pentagon has never been audited. Never been audited, ever. Maybe we need to know where the money is going in the Pentagon. I feel like as citizens, as civilians, Mm. we might deserve to know. Where is the money being spent in the Pentagon? They've never had an audit. Maybe it's time because God knows they've audited. The federal government knows how to audit. Oh, yeah. And it seems like they could audit inside their own house every now and again. Is it a safety concern? Um, I think it's a concern of uh, them not wanting us to know. Oh, shit. We blew a bunch of money. (laughs) Yeah. And we we blew a bunch of money uh, by blowing people up. (laughs) So we'll talk about that. But before we get to that, let's talk about media manipulation and media lies, specifically in the context of Chris Cuomo, what he did with his brother, Andrew Cuomo. The nursing home scandal in New York State is so serious. Of course, you also have the, uh, the sexual misconduct allegations against Andrew Cuomo. The nursing home scandal literally drove people to their death. All because of disgusting American politics. Chris Cuomo also sat in on a meeting with his brother, Andrew Cuomo, to talk about how they should handle the claims of sexual misconduct and talk about the nursing home scandal, which I think should be on the forefront of everyone's minds because this is such an abuse of power. It is completely ridiculous. If you kill the weakest of us, you have killed the strongest of us. And there was no one weaker in this case than elderly folks who were just trying to figure out how to survive in a pandemic. Ugh, it's I I don't even know how to excuse any of this. It's, it's kind of unexcusable. It, really it is. is unexcusable, but it's not unavoidable because what's happening right now with mainstream media to avoid talking about real scandal, they're pivoting to talk <laughs> about UFOs instead. Oh, yes. I was watching Chris Cuomo's show. He's still on the air. Great. Um, he did one of those like non-apologies where he was just like, he's yeah. a man. He can't apologize. He's a man. He's a man. And uh, he just kind of, yeah, like you said, he kind of sidestepped it. And uh, sure enough, I, I was watching Chris Cuomo last night and he was talking about aliens. So it's like, all right, nice work. He also is talking about how his brother is being a victim of cancel culture. Oh, uh, what a neat pivot. Isn't that fun? We talk about UFOs all the time on Side Stories. It's endlessly fascinating. Disclosure is in the air. What also is in the air is the stench of not taking accountability for your actions and the ufo story is not a blanket band-aid to cover up for all of the woes that your brother in this case the cuomo family the cuomo crime family yeah the cuomo family andrew cuomo chris cuomo 
specifically Chris Cuomo on his show, not talking about the scandal with his brother and then pivoting to UFOs. It's just so gross and it's so disingenuous. They didn't care about UFOs for a long freaking time. <laughs> but as soon as there's a scandal, as uh, Travis said earlier, we'd legalize it and let's talk UFOs so people forget what's happening in this world as they think about things outside of this world. Is that what you thought was kind of happening at that news conference with Biden? Absolutely. That was what's happening. There was a reason that we had the worst conflict in the Middle East, uh, specifically in Israel uh, with Hamas, Israel and Palestine. Obviously, everyone knows what's happened there. We'll go into more detail on that. But there is no denying what's happening internationally now. The Russians are working with the Chinese. They're attempting to get new currency. Mm. They're trying to get a new, basically, economic world order going. Joe Biden is meeting with the South Korean president right now. Obviously, that has massive ramifications for our relationship with North Korea. All of these super important things are completely thrown under the rug, swept under the rug when we uh, bring up UFOs. And then that's going to be the headline because no one really cares about the ins and outs of boring global politics. Do you think that they I think they're they're trying to say that UFOs are really important on all the news media is, you know, pushing these clips. But I think, honestly, if they came down, we'd probably ask the aliens, what do you think about the Middle East conflict? You know, we'd ask them to solve it because it's if on the, the aliens. If the aliens came down, first of all, we're looking at old alien tech. You know, that stupid ass car that Elon Musk put into the sky. <laughs> That's going to land someplace in like five million years. Oh. And they're going to be like, what did they drive with those fossil fuels? <laughs> what are we even looking at? Because if it took light years to get here again, we need Henry. That's a side stories conversation. <laughs> but I have no idea what this tech even is. That could be like a microwave for them right now. Just being like, that was a trash can we threw out. I guess it ended up on Earth. Right. Well, all of this stems from, you know, we're talking about military. We're talking about military spending. Yes. The best thing about this UFO story, and of course, we'll let you and Henry dive into the UFO-ness of it all. Yes. Um, But for me, I saw this story, and it's a $22 million Pentagon program that old Senator Harry Reid from Nevada, he really wanted to get it into the military budget. So this is one of those $22 million programs you're like, hmm, they're researching all the unidentified objects, aerial phenomenon, aerial phenomenon. And there's some real, you know, hardcore looking Navy folks who are reporting on technology. Yep. These machines, they can fly super fast through air, through water. It reminds me of what old Bill Cooper, who wrote uh, the original conspiracy theory Bible, I believe it was called Behold a Pale Horse. Mm-hmm. Old Bill Cooper said that he used to see these things as well uh, off the coast of Chile. And he wrote about it in his book. So this is kind of right in line with, with those same reports. It really is. And of course, it's on the forefront of American politics, not just as a cover up to scandal, but also President Obama recently weighed in saying that, yeah, there is some stuff up there. Of course, we've all seen the footage. We've seen the documents. We've seen the and, documents, folks. And we know what we saw. Well, we don't really know. What we <laughs> saw as well. But it, it is a it is a very fascinating. It was all thanks to 60 minutes for breaking that story, making it mainstream. Once it goes on CBS, that's when you know everyone's going to start talking about it. Not necessarily breaking the story, but as Travis said, definitely making it more mainstream, which is endlessly fascinating. But again, as we talk about media, we talk about coverage in this country, in the world, be very weary when these stories are planted, where they are planted, and what else is being not said because we're talking UFOs. As again, we have massive domestic and international problems that are very tangible and very human. Let's play this clip from Peter Ducey. Uh, this is Peter Ducey uh, speaking with Joe Biden. He is at a presser with the uh, South Korean leader. And this is Peter Ducey asking um, Biden about UFOs, and uh, Biden gives a, a cheeky response. Something interesting, I think, that has not come up. Uh, President Obama says that there is footage and uh, can talk of without objects a chin? in the skies, <laughs> these unidentified aerial phenomena. So valid, ben. And he so says valid. we don't know exactly what they are. What do you think that it is? I would ask him again. Thank you. <laughs> oh! Classic. I think when Peter Ducey was born, they looked at Steve Ducey and were like, oh, he has your no chin. Absolutely. Easy birth. Unless, of course, he came out chin last. So that's (laughs) what happened when asked at the presser, do you guys think American politics 
as they interwove, as they interweave a whole bunch of different things, it's already so easy for them to deceive us, to lie by omission. I don't know if the American political system needs to be covering the UFO phenomenon on a presidential level, given all of the real, not that the UFO thing isn't real, but given all of the extremely expedient things that must be done now to save our union. I just don't think that the Biden administration, I could see them doing something in any presidential administration. I could see them doing something where this becomes the the paramount issue and they're like, we're going to figure it out. But like the world's crumbling and they're like, we can't pass infrastructure. We're too busy worried about Zappo, the big Ooh. alien zap gun. <laughs> okay, so. Do I think that uh, Mr. Ducey was a paid actor and, you know, was... To, hey, he is yeah, a paid actor. Yeah, well, he's a journalist. Yeah, I mean, a television journalist, not a real journalist. Right. Not, he's not a Matt Taibbi or a formerly known as Glenn Greenwald. Right. We don't know what happened to Glenn recently. Like <laughs> real journalism versus theater. So do you, I mean, do we think that, that they, at the end of the press conference, someone said, hey, we have to ask him about aliens because we have to just, this was too dark. No, because that's the news story now. Yeah. So we're not talking about South Korea. We're not talking about North Korea. We're not talking about Israel. We're not talking about Hamas. Now we're talking about UFOs. It's a smokescreen story because there's never going to be a freaking answer coming from the White House. Right. Certainly not Biden. Well, unless this report comes out, you know, that's the the big idea that this report is they're gearing up and they're going to present this report to Congress. So, yeah, it's absolutely news. Um, when I have asked this question at a big uh, press conference like that, I mean, you could see there's international media there. You wouldn't have even Korea. been wearing a T-shirt at this news conference. <laughs> I, I would, would have been be like, sir, I am here with a... Uh, anyone order yeah, a pizza? Yeah, dude. Uh, order a, a pizza gate. I'm with a. I'm with Inflow Wars. <laughs> Inflow Wars. Hello. The whole thing was really informal. So I mean, even he wasn't seriously asking the question. It, it almost seems know. like a softball. Like exactly. last question. Let's get a softball. But then the softball's about aliens. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when it comes to covering up, we're seeing a lot of it. Again, going back to what happened with Chris Cuomo, who I, is he fired yet? No, he was on TV last night talking okay. about aliens. So he's just, exactly. So he's just doing what he does, talking about aliens and not talking about a scandal that he knows a lot about because he helped cover it up. Chris Cuomo, a journalist, he's on television every night as we shat all over Sean Hannity, much to his delight. <laughs> Hannity talking with Donald Trump. The uh, media complex going into the political field, the the tail wagging the dog and vice versa. It is so scary to have such a lack of independent media. Obviously, we have the Internet and we do have things like The Intercept, like um, Democracy, Taibbi, now. Democracy Now, um, NPR. They can occasionally you know hit it out of the park as well. But when we have such an infused television media with American politics, with American politicians, what the hell are people supposed to trust? You can't trust anything they say because we know for a fact they're lying so much by omission, specifically in Cuomo's case, about his brother, Andrew. So this is what he had to say regarding helping his brother out. Ooh. He says, this is no revelation. I have said it publicly, and I certainly have never hidden it. I can be objective on just about any topic, but not about my family. Oh, my gosh. Bro, mm. I'm sorry. You're supposed to be doing the people's service. You sit there and praise journalists. You sit there and praise the power of the American journalistic integrity. And you do something like this and publicly, and we're supposed to accept it as like, oh, okay. You make millions and millions of dollars to go and be an actor on TV pretending to be a journalist. At the very least, do your freaking job. You know, um, can anyone truly be objective? Before we continue, let's play this clip of Megyn Kelly. And Megan uh, McCain. Uh, Megan McCain. 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 Right, you always you. confuse your blondes. I literally cannot tell Megan's. them apart. Is that racist? <laughs> it is because they really are quite different looking. I, I, but <laughs> both you know, beautiful in their own way. Oh, great. So two points. Let's play the clip and then I'll bring them up. Well, I just think it's really hypocritical. And as Anna pointed out, we're all in positions where, you know, we work in media and politics and we have to talk about people that we love. Um, quite frankly, if my dad had been accused of sexual assault, I would be talking about it on the view because I'm not a snowflake and I'm not Chris Cuomo. <laughs> and I, too, love my family and love my dad. But there's no crying in baseball. This is the job we signed up for. If you can't hack it, you should do something else. During uh, the height of Cuomo mania, he was having his brother on almost every night. He was making jokes 
jokes with giant Q-tips uh, with prop comedy. They cut to a as, clip of it. Uh, older mm. people, there it is. As older people in nursing homes and people with disabilities were having COVID-positive patients put in there and dying, including my own friend Janice Dean's mother and father-in-law. Oh. I think that Chris Cuomo is a macabre ghoul. And then on top of everything <laughs> else, he's accused of sexually assaulting numerous women, and nobody seems to care. He's keeping his job forever. And I just think uh, CNN can't have it both ways. You can't spend hours and hours a day criticizing Fox and Fox News contributors and hosts' relationship with the Trump White House and at the same time give him, which is a very, very slight slap on the wrist. But I think Chris Cuomo is a sanctimonious tool. And I think the fact that he's <laughs> acting like he's just too precious to talk about his brother. I, too, have family in politics. It's tough. I would talk about them on air, and I have when it's hard. Grow up. All right, there's Megan McCain Ooh. letting you know what she thinks. And to her credit in this case, um, she's been in uh, American politics since she was in utero. And she is a badass bitch. And I don't, well, you don't fuck with Megan McCain. I no. will. She is, she, she will have her revenge <laughs> if some, you do. Some... But I do believe that she would have uh, been a little bit more forthright. Then again, of course, uh, Mr. John McCain has passed away. So these things are... Um, these are um, uh, hypothetical. hypothetical at best. So who knows what would have happened? So it's always easy when the foot is on the other shoe. Shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, either way. <laughs> and, uh, and then you can be like sanctimonious and a little bit holier than thou. Fox and a lot of no side is clean when it comes to True. being complicit in cover ups and being complicit in uh, in allowing for you know wayward politicians to be seen as stalwarts of democracy as we just saw over the past five years with what happened with Trump. And I really wanted, you know, to when when I when you played that clip, I really, it rung with me because it's a person that's been involved in television. She's on The View mm -hmm. and she's also involved in politics. Her dad is John McCain, you know, so it was valid. Do I agree that she wouldn't have said these? She probably would not have talked about her had he been alive. I and think she should cut somebody's dick off if they said something bad about John. Yeah, she's pretty. I mean, those are some hardcore insults. Sanctimonious tool and macabre ghoul. <laughs> Dude, it rhymes. By political standards, that's like saying like a real Really bad word. Macabre <laughs> ghoul is it? That's a good one. It is, good and it's her. absolutely accurate. Uh, no love lost for the Cuomos. Don't forget, or maybe you never even remembered, <laughs> but uh, the original Cuomo, Mario. Mario Cuomo. The only reason, or one of the main reasons they got elected, uh, when he got elected to the governorship, uh, it's because they threw Ed Koch under the bus for being gay. The slogan, the on the, the street slogan, this street was not slogan. on the billboard. Right, of course. Uh, but this was well known by the campaign. It was vote for Cuomo, not the homo, because Ed Koch <sighs> was uh, was a closeted gay man. As Fernando can attest, however, Ed Koch did nothing uh, for the gay community. <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, he was so in the closet, um, he said, I hate them. Oh, I hate like it's like the Lindsey Graham effect where you have to. It's oh, like, OK, right, Lindsey. Right. Wow, you really are aggressively uh. against gay people. It's not like there's no <laughs> yeah. way then. You could be gay. Oh, I just you know, love ham and biscuits, y'all. Exactly. There's a scientific correlation with that. Look it up. If, you, if you're if you very, very homophobic, it says a lot about your internal feelings. I'll never forget going to church as a kid, and I was like, y'all talk about gay stuff a lot. I was like, I haven't thought about it. I haven't thought about anal male sex almost ever. But uh, wow, y'all are focused on that, huh? Holy crud. Anyway, back to Cuomo, who I think needs to be off CNN or just stay on CNN and you just turn off CNN. Who gives a shit about this crap network? The only thing, to be fair, the one thing that CNN does do well, I do think when they break news, if there's like a, unfortunately, a mass shooting, they can, they will have people on the scene and stuff like that. So TV news does have a role. I understand. But to be yeah. honest, 24 7, seven days a week, 365, forever and ever. Yeah. And it's all bullshit. There's no content. They need clickbait, Ben. They need exactly. clickbait. You know? So this is what Cuomo had to say. Uh, this is Chris Cuomo. He apologized to his colleagues who says, who I believe I put in a, uh, in a bad business spot. It's an apology with quotation marks here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is according to somebody else who works at the network. Uh, he says, it was one of those things uh, to recuse yourself from coverage. It's another one to try to go behind the scenes and try to help shape what happens and that's what happened it's not like chris cuomo was like i'm out it's like chris cuomo was like come on the show we're gonna do some great gags some fun right. bits and if you recall this was after uh the, and i don't give a shit about anyone's personal life but uh, cuomo uh the governor had uh gotten a divorce or he broke up with sandra lee his girlfriend anyway so the half of the damn 
conversation was trying to get his brother laid was trying to get Andrew Cuomo <laughs> laid with his nipple rings and all of this stuff. I'm like, what the hell is this the crap? Nipple rings. I forgot about is those. this crap. While people are dying in in his state, in his state, exactly. And uh, while it's about to go to a 52 percent tax rate, while it's hemorrhaging people, I don't know who's going to be there to pay for the programs that are so needed. Because everyone's going to leave. Everything has been handled so horribly. And uh, it's just disgusting. New York has a 52% employment tax rate? It will be. It will be under trying. under Cuomo's new plan. Which they, how I, again, is that? It, it's going to drive people away from the city. And the one thing they have to be taking care of is affordable freaking housing. They don't cover anything that matters. And also, I, we will talk about New York politics. I think we're going to have Marcus on. But I don't know what's going on with Andrew Yang's campaign. His campaign Ugh. manager is doing such a bad job because his Instagram is just pictures of him like on roller coasters having fun. And I'm like, bro, Now's not I know time. where you are. Yeah. I know where Coney Island is. Uh-huh. There's a lot of sad people around there. <laughs> a lot of sad things happening. He's sort of that roller coaster bit. I was like, that's Dukakis in a tank. Oh, it really was like that. It's that bad because it just shows such a disconnect. Nobody wants to see a politician smiling. That's why Bernie was so funny for people because when like when Bernie shows up (laughs) with his little briefcase, he's grumpy. He's like he's slouched over. I'm slouched. He slouched. Hi, Bernie. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me. I know you are a millionaire, but you're not a billionaire, so you're still good in my book. Oh, thank you so much. You know, he looks it was, busy. He looks busy. He looks exactly. tired. He looks tired. like he was up late answering busy. emails. I was reading the labor reports yeah. all night long. Yeah. Like, I have learned nothing. He was looking at his constituents and going, I must do more. Oh, Bernie looks God like bless. he's working. And then when you get these videos of, you know, the senator sitting there falling asleep, during mm-hmm. congressional hearings when well, they're making Chuck Grassley can barely stay awake anyway. They're all 80, dead. Chuck Grassley hasn't been alive in you know, 20 years. 85 million. How much do they make a year? You know, exactly. They make well, they make I believe if you're in the house you get what is it? 300,000? No. Well, uh, we'll have to check the numbers. We'll have to check the and numbers. And they fall asleep while writing policy. I mean, this just It's ah! almost like they don't write the policy. <laughs> Because the policy is written by the corporations and signed by the politicians. And sometimes they do such a bad job, they keep the letterhead of the corporation that wrote the policy on the bill after they signed it. Oh, my God. So anyway, uh, Andrew Cuomo, is he going anywhere? The state is so corrupt. It's so insane. He has all the power in the world. Which is so ironic, of course, because when the scandal broke, Andrew Cuomo was like, I was elected by the people, not the establishment. The man's the son of a governor. Uh, (laughs) He is a governor. His brother works on the most powerful, one of the most powerful media entities in the world, CNN. I don't know if he was with the people. It seems like he was born in the establishment. Uh huh. So I'm not sure if that's exactly going to hold up. Uh, And then, of course, again, as we said, trying to uh, blame cancel culture for uh, (sighs) for this man's political problems it's that's what's so disgusting to kind of cap it up when it comes to the cover-up you know i always think of it like a level and you got that little ball in the level that little air bubble oh yeah and you want to keep it in the middle right you put that shit every which way and you got to make sure that it stays level and american politics it's so jagged it's so disgusting but people will just do anything and use anything in their quiver to protect themselves so the fact that the left is now saying or in this case the left not even the left, the, the Cuomos, the Cuomos are using right. cancel culture. It's the same thing that Alex Jones is using. It's the same thing that Tucker Carlson is using. Mm. Cancel culture. These, these big, large brush concepts that then they say, that's why the scandal has happened. It's cancel culture. I'm not a rapist. I'm not a rapist. I'm not crazy, folks. I will eat my neighbors. Oh, my God. But they're trying to cancel me. Alex Jones, I hope that you are sued into oblivion by the parents of Sandy Hook. What a scumbag (laughs) you are. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts— to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. 
On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> sexual misconduct and, and a whole bunch of other horrible things, I guess we mentioned Glenn Greenwald last week, so I just want to talk about this. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, so Glenn Greenwald, he basically is hes going the Dershowitz route. Did you see this article? I did not. He's going the Dershowitz route. He's talking about how Matt Gates, eh, it's not so bad. It was consensual <laughs> sex with a 17-year-old. And he's defending Matt Gates. And if you're Glenn Greenwald, can you just talk about when the war was happening? Glenn Greenwald with The Intercept did some fantastic work. Yeah, Glenn. I mean, Edward Snowden went to a handful of journalists and one of them was Glenn Greenwald. Um, And Glenn Greenwald broke Edward Snowden's revelations and stories for The Guardian. They all won a bunch of Pulitzers. And uh, Greenwald, yeah, he went and started The Intercept. He moved to Brazil. He's operating uh, out of a compound down there. Something has happened within the last few years, just with the rise of Trump and the rise of, as we've talked about in this show, yep. the intelligence agencies kind of infiltrating leftist media. I mean, obviously, Washington Post, MSNBC, the leftist media is inundated with a bunch of intelligence leaks, and often it'll be anonymous sources, things right. like that. Not very verifiable. And I think Glenn Greenwald for years was making a pretty valid point about how uh, these agencies were taking over and reporters were just reporting what they were saying without fact checking. All valid stuff. I don't know what's happened over the last few months where Glenn has seemed to, he's attacked his own former outlet, The Intercept, um, and, and many I, people why? are there. I don't, I don't fully understand. The, well, this article specifically was talking, his defense for Matt Gates is that there's a lot of states where uh, having sex with a 17-year-old is legal. Sure. Yes. So is he talking but, purely logistics? Yeah. He's yeah, just okay. talking. Yes, go no, on. But okay, he is talking logistics, but logistics of that are very important because the law says that the people have to be close in age. So this is protecting people from statutory rape. You know, when a 19-year-old in high school has, or an 18-year-old in high school has sure. sex with a 16-year-old in high school. Those types of situations. They're at a party. They meet kids. Kid and, stuff. And and they are um, a 16 and an 18 year old in high school. They're in the same environment. They are. You could very much argue their their mental, their brains are, in the are same. about the same. Yes. yes, we're talking about two people in the same the peers. We're talking about peers. We're not talking about a 17 year old uh, traffic dr- minor yeah, getting drugs from a 40 year old in a hotel room. Those are different. You know. So yes, uh, I get what he's saying. He's talking logistics, but it's this is not a case of logistics. Right. This no. Matt Gates case and, and is I, not. And I would say that Glenn probably only kind of put himself in this situation because he's been going on Tucker Carlson so much lately. I mean, you know, at some point leftist media wouldn't even bring Glenn in. So he would go to Fox and and places like that instead. You make a great point. We talked about, obviously we just kind of shat on television, media and journalism, (laughs) air quotes, journalism. It's really not theater. Um, Janice Dean was the, she was the one who broke the Cuomo scandal and she's the weather lady. Right. That just shows you how horrible the anchors are. She fought the weather lady was the one that nailed it. I was like, thank you, Janice. (laughs) Truly. Thank you. Do you think that it discredits people like, like, like we don't see Amy Goodman that often speaking of democracy. Now we don't see her on, uh, often, you know, on television. Met her in Cleveland at the RNC in 2016. I thanked her for her service. She of course got arrested in Minneapolis back in 2008 covering the RNC. Yes. You know why Amy Goodman isn't on television? Because she's busy going to fight for North Dakota. Yeah. She's she's busy being a journalist doing democracy now. Boots on the ground. Exactly. So do you think for Glenn Greenwald to go on Tucker, I've been on Tucker, whatever, but it puts... There's a sheen on it, and you were going through the prism of Fox News no matter what. Right. So even if you say something that might be accurate, everything that's bookending your true statement may be nonsensical horseshit. And so it's hard then for people to be like, that was true, that's dog shit, that's dog shit. Do you think someone like Glenn Greenwald should just say, like, screw it, I'm not going on, Tucker? He's really just become a useful tool, hasn't he? And yeah, and, and 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 you know, CNN does the same thing with their Rick Santorum, right? Useful tool, useful tool to make all Republicans look 
absolutely stupid. And of, and of course, <laughs> he's been silently shown the door in the last few weeks uh, as well. Right. That just came out uh, this week that that all of a sudden Santorum doesn't seem to be at CNN anymore. And apparently his he also did a non-apology. And so they were like, probably time for him to go. Uh, so with but with Glenn Greenwald again and, and Tulsi Gabbard kind of got pigeonholed in the same yes. way. Tucker Carlson likes to stir up the pot by bringing on these leftists who can't get on MSNBC. Um, who will, you know, who are willing to go on television and talk shit about other leftists. And Glenn Greenwald, Tulsi Gabbard fit that bill. But you're right. When they go on, it's a very structured conversation because they could at any minute veer in some direction <laughs> where they completely disagree and it could go off the rails. Tucker Carlson obviously knows what he's doing on TV. So he he really keeps yes. those leftist guests like Glenn Greenwald and Tulsi Gabbard pretty confined to what he wants them to talk about. And that also reminds us in a binary media world, when you do have someone like a Tulsi or someone like a Greenwald, when the intelligence state has overtaken MSNBC and CNN, and then you have the confusion state of Fox News <laughs> right. with intelligence and fusion as well, that's the only place for them to go. Apparently there's no other way to do it. It's like there's no other place for them to be, but there really isn't. Because if you look at the expansion of television news, it's all going to the right. Right. Newsmax, which has an open war against Fox news and, uh, and one American news. OAN. Has there been any like air quotes, true small L liberal media station. That's just trying to tell the truth to the best of their knowledge. It doesn't seem to survive in the, in the corporate media landscape. Yeah. I was going to say air America, but that was done back in the Bush Cheney days. It was the only lived liberal radio. The only thing that that gave us was Al Franken. That's true. That's true. He rose to prominence there. We definitely learned that sometimes people who are maybe entertaining in the stand-up world are really boring. Hmm. <laughs> right. Is it maybe like also a generational thing? Because, you know, yeah. it's uh, because uh, the people that watch news on TV tend to be older because uh, the younger people, if you're, if you're millennial Z or geriatric millennials, as people do are, not go there. <laughs> whoa, oh, I just threw Fernando. my neck out. Oh, no. We, whoa, we're geriatric millennials, Ben. We are. We're back. old millennials. It is oh, what it is. Oh, my God. You know, we we barely watch TV news. TV news was a lot. We were the last right. of it. We just watched. The, I mean, we watch it for entertainment at yeah. this point. You but know? growing but up, that, we were the last of it. So the question is, though, who's being lied to? more because then are we just getting is is the next generation getting their media from you know the internet which can be uh full of lies <laughs> d-y-o-r do your own research with yeah. anything that's you know that's uh, with anything online i mean that's how research. you end up being a flat earther <laughs> although to be fair the flat earth documentary i watched by the end of it they accidentally concluded that the earth was round oh because they were trying to do scientific tests and by the end of it i was like good for you that's because right. you had a premise you had a thesis you had a hypothesis you follow through you're wrong that's the scientific <laughs> method right but you there. did it you know um you're you're right ben when i mean do your own research i mean but the thing is that even with flat earthers, assuming they do the right kind of science, it will be proven that the earth is round. So if you do your own research and you're not just reading someone's post on Facebook and you're not mm-hmm. just watching, you know, I don't even know that. Yeah. I mean, if you're not on parlor, you know, then yeah. you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what is going on with this Pentagon audit? I know you were telling me the senators involved and I love it because it seems like this is truly bipartisan. It's yes. And in fact, you could even say it's tripartisan Whoa. because it's sponsored by Bernie Sanders, Yay. who is an independent. Still, yes. Um, now, is he officially back to independent? I mean, he's always been independent, but, but he, he had he, to officially become a Democrat, obviously. Um, No, he, he still kept that independent oh, label okay. while he was running for president. I mean, kind of like uh, Angus King, you got to pick a side to caucus with. Of course. And both Angus King, who's an independent from Maine, and Bernie Sanders, an independent from Vermont, okay. they both caucus with the Democrats. Um, but this bill, as we kind of hinted at earlier, and of course we were hinting at, uh, you know, some of the the goings on uh, in the Pentagon. There's so many weird secretive programs. So many. Such is life with the federal government because it has been so many years, in fact, decades. In fact, you could say pretty much ever since the Pentagon has been audited. So what would an audit of the Pentagon give to us? Well, it would let us know what $740 billion a year, and and obviously it was more than that under Trump, um, what that all goes to. So this is- Well, I think the military spending under Trump was less. 
It was about seven hundred and twenty-five billion. It's seven forty now. It only went up now because uh, that's what Trump's projected budget is going to be. Interesting. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, the whole thing because I saw the same thing. It was like Joe Biden increased the military budget from Trump. In reality, they had already projected that it was going to go. So it's up. a retroactive thing. It's very strange. So okay. The Republican senators wanted the military budget to be higher. Joe Biden was like, "This is good right here," and already it's higher than it was under Trump. So it's very bizarre. Seven hundred and forty billion dollars just passed the one point two trillion dollar infrastructure plan. Please, God. Good Lord. Just so get something going. So many agencies have to go through uh, federal audits uh, all the time, um, and in this case, the Defense Department completed its third ever department-wide financial audit 30 years after such reviews of federal departments and agencies were required by law, and it has failed all three. What do you uh, mean it failed all three? Well, meaning they didn't get the audit done. So now- uh, Bernie, they didn't do it. they just like, what? Did, how did they not get the audit done? The federal government knows how to audit so much. They audit everyone all the time. Yeah, um, but they just couldn't, they, like, they dropped the briefcase and they were just like, can't pick that up. Like, what happened? Yeah, it seems all the papers got lost. So uh, Bernie Sanders- uh, Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, Mike Lee, who, of course, worked Freedom with Bernie. Caucus. Yeah, uh, Mike Lee and Bernie Sanders worked on uh, ending the uh, drone war in Yemen together. Mike Lee. Trump ended up vetoing that. Mike Lee and Bernie Sanders are one of the craziest political bedfellows because Mike Lee, of course, he came in with the Tea Party. And uh, so many times he says things and you're like, wow, I can't believe that you have any amount of power. <laughs> but it on. is Utah. interesting in this case, Mike Lee is correct. Right. And so uh, Mike Lee, Bernie Sanders, Ron Wyden joined together. Chuck Grassley is also in there. But as we mentioned earlier, he's probably just snoozing. He's, he's just taking yeah, a nap. They just need his name. His name is somehow more exciting than his personality. And it's just about, it is Grassley. It's Grassley. Grassley. Yeah. So uh, uh, as uh, Bernie has said, <clears throat> the Pentagon and the military industrial complex have been plagued by massive amount of waste, fraud, and financial mismanagement for decades. If we are serious about spending taxpayer dollars wisely and effectively, we have got to end the absurdity of the Pentagon being the only agency in the federal government that has not passed an audit, independent audit. The time is long overdue for Congress to hold the Defense Department to the same level of accountability. It's a little government. Fantastic. He turns into a turkey at most of uh, his speeches, but this bill would require <laughs> the Pentagon to pass a full independent audit by fiscal year 2022. All right. So hopefully this bill passes. Will it? No. Because well, if this goes it to could. Biden's desk at the end of the day, yeah, like the Bill Hicks joke, they show you footage of the Kennedy assassination right. from a different angle. Right. <laughs> it's this is this is the intelligence state. You know what? The one of the very few things that angers people yeah. when you start messing with their money yeah and there's a lot of weapons there's a lot of aggression there's a lot of killing ability within the pentagon so i would be surprised if biden just said we'll let that go to the trash you know uh you know if if i as a taxpayer decided that i didn't want to be audited i would go to jail but you know of it course. seems like the government and uh government agencies can get away with this. For example, the Associated Press talked about uh the tech audit of the Colonial Pipeline. Yeah, we they about failed. That last they week. had they had yeah, we had talked we went deep into this last week. They had huge audit issues, but they were just allowed to continue serving government contracts. You know, so obviously yeah. the okay, so the audits matter if they're taking your money from you, but exactly. the audits don't matter if they're spending your money. Right. That's what it and, is. And ben. with the Pentagon specifically, you know, I've got friends who've been in the military the main thing is the contractors. You know, um, yeah. I remember back during, you know, I graduated in 2002. I had buddies join the military right away to go to Afghanistan, Iraq. They said they didn't know what we were doing over there. And they had some crazy stories about like, just like it's $125 for a hammer because these right. contractors right. Would go to the military and be like, well, you don't want a hammer. It's going to fall apart on your soldiers. So we're going to give you the super hammer. It's $125. We'll take uh, 1 million. Okay, there you go. Of course. Meanwhile, there was uh, not to get too old on you, not to get too old, man, about the war. Meanwhile, soldiers had to buy their own freaking helmets, right. their own flat jackets. <laughs> right. Most of this equipment made by prisoners for free. And uh, they still couldn't. Prov Do you recall that they didn't have enough protection for Humvees? Oh I mean, gosh. the uh, the American citizen was footing the bill for this stuff because they didn't allocate the funds properly. It is so insane that we can't get an audit of the Pentagon. But my question is, what about groups like Blackwater? 
Right. Like if we get an audit of the Pentagon, I understand it will probably be a lot of contracts. You know, it will, it will it, what, 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 where then, else is the money going? A fucking vending machine company. You know, we, before we go too far from the soldiers, it's not even we have to audit the companies that are working with these soldiers. Because, for example, the uh, when you're in a, when you're in war, your ears hear a lot of really loud things like explosions. So of you course. have to get ear protection. The company that was hired to provide ear protection for all of our soldiers failed to adequately basically produce these, uh, you know, the, the, the earplugs. And now tons of soldiers have lost their hearing. The company's being currently sued. Wow. And, and there's a giant class action suit because of the damage done to soldiers' hearing. So Unbelievable. Did anyone, you know, again, right. you know. An audit. An audit would have told you, hey, this company's not doing their job and we're going to hurt know, soldiers. And uh, obviously the Republican Party or the conservatives or whatever the hell, whatever. I'm As far as I'm, you know what I see it as. Allocate my funds in the proper way. Less war, more helping people. But it's just so funny when they talk about like the infrastructure plan that I've referenced. The Republicans want to get it down. Well, they don't want to get it down, but mm. Biden thinks he can get it down to about $1.7 trillion. I was watching this speech with this uh, douchebag today. And he's like, only 25% is going to go to infrastructure. You have a whole large percentage helping out elderly people in in um, in home with home care. And I'm like, that's also infrastructure. That's it's called human infrastructure. That's great. They are human beings. <laughs> I just don't want my money spent on all the other horseshit that is devastating the world uh, and uh, and uh, at home, of course, if you look at what happened with the 1033 program and the militarization of our place. So I would love to know. Where that 740 billion bucks a year is going. Yes. In fact, um, I will leave, you know, the conspiracy theory, uh, the full conspiracy theory stuff. I'll leave to the experts at last podcast on the left. But I do remember a previous time when an audit came up for the Pentagon and it was uh, during Bush Cheney. It was right before 9-11 happened. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was they had realized that the Pentagon had misplaced two trillion dollars. Right. Donald Rumsfeld right. held a press conference on it on September 10th, 2001. Right. And the next day, a giant section of the Pentagon blew up. Uh, it got hit a, by a plane. From but a plane there's no plane. Or another, yes, yeah. abs- and again, I'll leave that to the experts. <laughs> but that is the last time Wrong an show. audit actually happened. I remember uh, a congresswoman from Georgia, Cynthia McKinney. She eventually ran for president as a Green Party candidate. Um, she was one of the first congresspeople to actually ask Rumsfeld about like, Whatever happened to that audit that you guys were going to do about the missing two trillion dollars and Rumsfeld basically had to say under oath, "Yeah, we'll we'll get back to you with those." Thank they got you really so, really busy. Yeah, thank you so <laughs> got much. Busy with all the wars, <laughs> and I do believe a plane did hit the Pentagon, and one janitor was killed. Isn't that sad? It's always. Oh yeah. It's always. No, there were several people in the building in the yeah. Pentagon that were killed. It was very sad. It's very sad. All right. This is what Chuck Grassley had to say about the program. He says, we've seen example after example of excessive and inefficient spending by the Pentagon, and every dollar squandered is a dollar not being used to support our men and women in uniform. After 30 years to get ready, this bill pushes the Defense Department to finally achieve a clean annual audit, a requirement that every other federal agency must uh, be held to. So. I don't see why it's such a big problem. Common They're sense. They're obviously hiding something, and that is the Pentagon of this United States, of course. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Psst. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious. Well, let's just talk briefly here about what's going on uh, with Israel and Palestine. Man, have you seen, seen, so we're seeing, there's a lot of, framing is a very powerful thing. And obviously we saw what was happening with with, uh, Asian abuse with, uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, the ridiculous retaliation for the COVID, uh, you know, virus, people were like, you're Asian, you, whatever, there's total idiocy. We're seeing an attack. We're starting to see more domestic attacks on American Jews as well. None of that stuff is good. 
just please be peaceful. That's what makes our country so great. I used to walk through Union Square mm-hmm. and there were Israel, uh, pro-Israel uh, protesters and pro-Palestine protesters. And they would obviously it was a little bit heated, but it wasn't violent. Right. And I think that's so important because we have to remember violence begets violence. And that's why we're in a uh, 50 year war uh, right now when it comes to Hamas, mm-hmm. the leadership, of course, in Palestine and Israel. So Netanyahu, we talked about. You know, shifting the conversation. Netanyahu has been, I can't believe the man is still in power. I really can't. Right. Uh, He's almost like a Putin of Israel. It's insane. The scandals have just been nonstop, and the scandals are very serious and very real. He is a pit bull, man. This dude is one of the most aggressive. I mean, I think we can say borderline dictators at this point, as you mentioned, because he's been in power right. for far longer than he should be. No one really knows if the last election was uh, fraudulent right. or not. Like legitimately like some sketchy by, stuff happened. Yeah. And uh, whenever, again, your back is against the wall politically, you fight. And when you fight with the power of a state, that leads to war. <sighs> so this is what Netanyahu has to say. Uh, there was recently a ceasefire. Hamas is like, okay, we are good. We can't be doing this anymore. Hamas lost 248 people. I believe it was 66 children and uh, the shelling or the uh, the bombs from Israel injured 2000. And of course, Palestine, you know, it was there is it takes two to tango. But let's just to be honest, the Palestinian people, they don't have an iron dome. Right. They haven't been financed by the United States. The Pentagon audit would tell us a lot of a lot. Uh, insight right. into how much money we give Israel that right. is specifically for defense spending. And we know it's and you know what we say defense spending i almost think offense spending as well right yes, it's, it's not just defense oftentimes the, they're they're in control of the ball right it's the department of offense um there's 3.8 billion dollars a year that we give to israel that we know of and that's just what we know of so who knows how many um again aoc is trying to block a weapon sale because that's another big yes. part oh, tapping into our previous conversation a big part of what the pentagon does is we create too many weapons and then we need to sell them to other countries or local police departments we don't create them on accident. No. Nope. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, when, like I never <laughs> oh, I even made ships. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Like maybe you can make too many cookies and then you eat like 11 yourself. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason Netanyahu has referred to Biden and Trump and Obama as friends. And of Bush know. and the whole thing. Exactly. And I understand the history a little bit to the best of my knowledge. It's, uh, it's very contentious. Israel, I do believe, needs a home. I respect the state of Israel. Right. right. Um, I also respect the Palestinian people. And that wall that separates them is not a wall uh, to keep anyone out. It's a wall to keep people in. And the Palestinian people are imprisoned in their own nation. And you can't, uh, the way that the global community handled it after the atrocities of World War II, creating the state of Israel. But, you know, we just did it. And we were like, that's done. But there was like a big issue because it was another person's land there for a little while, a couple hundred years. I think and we never solved it because we just did everything with force. You really touch on a subject. Uh, you really touch on why I think there's a lot of issues with uh, the government, the U.S. government addressing Israel specifically because they're an occupier and it's about colonization and things yep. like that. So if you acknowledge that Israel is occupying, you know, pa- Palestine and Palestinian land, then you have to maybe acknowledge that Americans are occupying Native American land and that, you know, British colonials, you know, British are occupying. The U.N. would have to acknowledge a lot of if, if you're saying, okay, so then Israel could literally go, well, if I'm occupying, you're all occupiers. And then I see uh, it's, a, it's a slippery slope, it's a slippery slope. colonialism. <laughs> sure. Well, it's tough. It's tough for the U.S. to, uh, you know, to really talk. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a very valid point, Fernando. And and I would point out, you know, I grew up in a, a Jewish suburb of Columbus, Ohio. I always grew up uh, learning about Jewish culture and Israel and the right of Israel to exist. But it is it needs to be emphasize that Netanyahu represents a very right-wing militaristic viewpoint of certain Israelis, but there are plenty of leftists and moderate Israelis who want a two-state solution. Yes, absolutely. Herzog, the man that Netanyahu is running against, I think in 2012, he was talking about a two-state solution. And 
we always talk about like time going forward as if it's going to lead to progress. Right. Uh, but it can just get worse. It can <laughs> always just get worse <laughs> because you look at something like Iran for, I was just talking with my friend, Sina Gosnavi from the show fraudsters. And we were talking about the future. And if you look at like 1965, Iran, it's more futuristic than 2021 Iran. Right. You know, it was Western. People were in bikinis for crying out loud. Right. And so the idea that innate progress happens through time passing just isn't the case. And in the case of Israel and Palestine, the fact that we're not even coming close to discussing a two-state solution and the ceasefire that has been uh, that has been announced is tentative at best because generational warfare is almost impossible to end. Right. People lose their grandfathers, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters. And it just keeps There's going. so much anger. There's so much rage. And then the policies are still just so unbelievably arcane. I mean, Brooke Rogers was there, um, fantastic journalist and great friend. And she mentioned, you know, just how there was just so much violence that was so mainstreamed. You know, gunshots happening constantly. Right. Just, you know, when she did a, a little tour, she had a guide, but she was like, are we safe? And the guy's like, that's just it. That's I mean, this right. is it. This yeah. It's not it's fun. Top dude. level safe here yes. in, in Gaza. You know? And there was one piece of art, one artistic billboard that it was like a billboard of unity. And that was like it as far as trying to build the connection between these two. And so we throw around the term like terrorist and stuff. And I understand, you know, Hamas has done some sketchy ass shit. I understand Israel has done some sketchy ass shit. Don't forget when they blew up the building with the school children in it uh, right. to stop the uh, the tunnels that were being built. I understand, right. but we have to just and I I'm just talking from literally just a dude who lives in L.A. So it's almost comical, but get rid of these phrases. Hamas, a terror group, and all that. Hamas, like anything else, is looking out for its own best interests. Right. Terrorism or terrorist is just a label that you will give someone because their interests don't align with yours, and therefore they're a terrorist. Same thing with North Korea. Of course, North Korea wants a nuclear bomb. They saw what happened to Gaddafi. Right. So right. it's technically irrational for Kim Jong Un to want the bomb because he doesn't. He doesn't want a knife up his ass. Same with Iran. Same thing with Iran. It's technically rational for them to want these things. It doesn't innately make them terrorists. And we're not even close to talking with Hamas leadership in any productive way because that's the label that they've been given. And what don't we do? Negotiate with, with terrorists. terrorists. You know, uh, Netanyahu. So you call someone a terrorist. No, man, we don't negotiate. Yeah, I can't talk to you now. <laughs> Netanyahu has come out and said that Israel has a right to defend itself. Yes, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. And but the thing is that you know we it, it this is a war. If it, if it's, if this is a war, Israel has lost because it has lost spiritually we see them you know we see the deaths we see the news you can turn on al jazeera if you want to see the real video you know you can oh, google brutal. it you can see the real the destruction that's being waged on these people and they're not soldiers we're talking about kids women just people right. you know um the the un chief said uh, very recently gaza children are living in literal hell on earth and that is so true. Yes. Like, so why can't all of the money, this is again, why we need the audit of the Pentagon. Why can't all of that money we send go to peacekeeping, humanitarian issues? Why does everything have to be about the freaking bombs? How do at, you sell peace? At the end, well, that's a good point. At the end of the day, it reminds the micro, of course, of the macro problem with Israel and Hamas. When we see, for example, the, the protests that happened uh, this past year and the people who are protesting Okay, so maybe they throw a water bottle. Things are no again, no violence right. whatsoever. And then, but the police have tanks, right? And right, then the police right. are like, "You should have seen what those protesters are throwing." But I'm also like looking at you, dude, and you were covered head to toe. You're RoboCop. Yeah. And so there are still vast differences between capability and the Hamas capability and the Palestinian capability to defend or offend itself is so much smaller than Israel's. So it's it's just a obviously an extremely complex uh, problem, and we never want to see anti-Semitism on the rise. We need to respect everyone, but also the narrative that we have in this country when it comes to how we view the Palestinian people. We've just been told for so long how horrible they are, and in reality, you look at them, and as Fernando said, they're prisoners in their own home. Right. And, you know, they, they have a right to live as well. Yes. And, and so, you know, media coverage is very key to that. In oh, this it's country. so skewed and the, nasty. The bias. In fact, we're going to try to get on. Um, I have some uh, fellow uh, alums from Columbia Journalism School. They work out of Dubai. They work out of the Middle East. That's always an eye opening experience when you travel out of America 
And you realize the entire rest of the world views the Israeli-Palestinian conflict differently than we do. They view, obviously, United States of America's military policies uh, differently than we do. So we're going to try to get some outside voices to kind of comment yeah. on this. Please, you know, can't wait. This isn't, this isn't just a, they've always been fighting since the beginning of time. This is something that started right after World, World War, War II. II. You know, this is a very, this is a, this is a new idea. The, the Middle East hasn't well, always been at war for the past, you know. Right. It used to be the Ottoman Empire. They just made nice couches and Ottomans the whole time. I love that. Hell yeah. Thank and, you, Travis. That was brilliant. <laughs> you know, this is, to me, this isn't just a, uh, I, for example, when the BLM protests were happening, if a cop shot you with tear gas, they're just doing their job. But if you picked up that tear gas canister and threw it back threw it at a back, police, you were a criminal. You were a criminal and you were assaulting yeah. police officer with a deadly weapon. Right. So these are people living in that every day every we're, day and let's also not forget you mentioned i don't know about the whole spirituality who's losing or who's winning on that front because quite honestly the israel <laughs> israel is winning um on the war front um but this also all took place during ramadan which is of course the muslim right. holy month Ugh. um the uh the israeli forces of uh, initially uh did a raid on an all oxka all all oxka <laughs> compound um, and that's what began the clashes with the Palestinians. Was right. This police around. raid. This time around, it's also Ramadan, and it's a very sen- uh, it's just it's just so fucking nasty and sad, and um, it's just really it's something that can be avoided. We also pretend like peace in the Middle East is impossible. I mean, Jared Kushner didn't solve it. Uh, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Wait, but what? He didn't do it, but no one has. And uh, it's still just human beings. Like there's, we got to be able to come together, but also that's the double-edged sword, right? Because again, generational warfare, right? Someone kills your father. We all saw princess bride. <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. So hopefully the ceasefire holds. And I just want to know how much money we're sending to Israel. And we have, we're, we need, we need peacekeeping and uh, Palestinians need to, uh, be treated with dignity as well. All people need to be treated with dignity. Okay, what do we have? One last thing. Oh, the Jeffrey Epstein guards. Oh, there you go. This is last. Jeffrey Epstein guards. Uh, <laughs> they're not being charged with anything. They're not going to jail. They just took a nap for two hours. Yeah, like you do when you're a guard. <laughs> well, you, you know, I was a bouncer once. Uh-huh. Did you uh, nap for two hours? <laughs> maybe. No, not really. It's hard to be a guard. I don't think they were napping. I know, I know. May, I think that's just... To be fair, though, the New York jail system is the worst in the world. Right. And they're not the worst in the world. Worst, maybe in the world. It's one of the worst in the country. So maybe it is one of the worst in the world. Yeah. Um, so I could see these dumpy motherfuckers just being like, just sleeping because they eat, they carbo-load oh, to no. sit. Carbo-load to and sit. Then, and then you just sleep. I, I, I don't... I am not a conspiracy theory guy. <laughs> I I could oh. see that Epstein committed suicide in the sense that he's a billionaire who was used to a lifestyle and then that lifestyle was taken away right, and right. he can't handle that. I can also see the guards just being lazy ass people, yeah, being lazy yep, civil right. servants, <laughs> just being like, I'm taking a nap, dude. Everyone is in cages. Right. Like, what are the odds? So I... I don't know. Or a masked man goes and, and kills Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, Cuomo won't be getting to the bottom of it. I guarantee that. No, He's he just going to say these uh, guards should be smoking weed and talk about aliens more. Exactly. So anyway, the Epstein guards, no jail time for them. I, I, I you know. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Because what are we going to do? What <laughs> yeah, are we going to do? Just two more people in j- yeah. I'm like, all right. What I are mean, we going to do? Yeah. They're just lazy. They just fell asleep at work. Yeah, as long as they start to uh, guard Jelaine Maxwell. Next, well. yeah. Like, just guard her next. These and then- could just, yeah, they could just be the guards that fall asleep. This might you be know, a... F- and then people can go and do yeah, whatever you want to do. Uh, this is a fireable offense. I oh, think, absolutely. <laughs> I would hope no, so. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I would hope yes. so. <laughs> so, you know. There's that, but yes, but yeah, yeah. Jail time. Uh, he, he. What are they going to do? They're going to be mad because the dude killed himself. You know, whatever. What are they going to yeah, do? Exactly. Gonna... As far as I don't feel my uh, standard for jail is. Do I think society is more safe with that person incarcerated? Mm. If so, that person probably needs to be incarcerated. These guys are just bad guards, and <laughs> right. so you know, whatever. So anyway, that's that little uh, pin on the Epstein air quote suicide. 
who knows? I mean, I could also see it being suicide, but also there was so much pressure for him to kill himself because he knew he was about because, to get yep, fucked yep. where he's just like, I'm going to take the easy way out on this one. Yeah. Because it's very possible he would have gotten Oswald. Uh, he would have gotten Oswalded walking Oswalded. and someone would have popped him in the head. I There was no way that he's safe. As we're seeing with Ghislaine Maxwell now, that she is flipping and flopping and flipping and flopping. If she, if you know, there are many wealthy people who would like, Love to see her brain gone. Like, please just <laughs> Prince go to Andrew sleep. being one of them. Yeah, just be like, can we just shrunt this bitch up? Can we get those? Uh, can we get those two guards? Yeah, yeah. give them sleeping pills. You're roofied all the guards. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Prince Andrew? Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you're doing well out there. We'll keep on uh, keep on blabbing as long as you keep on listening. And uh, yeah, we hope you're safe. And we can't wait to uh, hang out with you all again soon. Okay, everyone, hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Psst. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious.